rxmuscle.com brings you Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, your body, and your spirit. Alternative medicine, muscle growth, mode enhancement, motivation, putting your mind at ease, harnessing your maximum potential. Quantum Physiques, here's your host, Brian Cunningham. And welcome to another episode of Quantum Physiques, where we strive to build strength and power for mind, body, and spirit. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham, joining you here, of course, on rxmuscle.com every week. Tonight, we're going to have a couple of interesting things. Um, I am, right now as we speak, kissing my God. Of course, my God is biceps. I had a very bicepsual experience this weekend. I actually hit the gym uh, three times, did a couple of uh, two, uh, twice, twice, uh, twice in one day workouts to maximize my animalism after talking to uh, Dr. Uh, Dana Hauser and... Um, Dr. Andrew, of course, too, both really educated guests who really had a lot of insight in the past couple of shows. If anybody wants to get up to uh, speed, I think I said bisexual, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it's kind of funny, actually, because, you know, this, in a way, my, my biceps could be a metaphor for my God, right? I mean, you go to a church and the statues of their gods or whatever. And of course, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, of course, uh, has that song about bowing down before the one you serve. You're going to get what you deserve. Well, I can tell you that the God of the gym or the God of exercise is, is the real deal because as you all know, it pays you back. You, you pray to that God and you get what you ask for. You get rewards. You don't got to like pray to some 10 abstract tangential God for winning lottery or whatever the hell it is and then have it never happen uh, in some real very realistic way, the God of the gym, the commitment to exercise really does pay you back big dividends. And uh, it's kind of interesting about, you know, this whole concept of God. I saw the movie Prometheus this weekend and uh, we'll definitely get into that because it was a very interesting movie. Pretty fascinating, actually. The special effects are breathtaking. Uh, Even if the storyline is weak, as some critics have noted, uh, you're so taken aback by the uh, special effects that you don't even keep track of it. So I do want to get into that a little bit as well, because of course, here on Quantum Physiques, it really would not be, um, you know, the name of sake of our show if we didn't get into the concept of God. Um, and actually, there's a whole new series of uh, Through the Wormhole with um, Morgan Freeman, where they discuss a lot of the same issues. So definitely something we should, uh, you know, talk about, I guess, quickly and, and briefly uh, coming up on that show, on this show here. But, you know, a couple of studies I came across uh, recently, I wanted to share with everybody um, a new one published in JAMA this month, actually. Well, actually, last month, June of 2012. Uh, what is this? Volume 27, page 307. Um, it says, for lasting weight loss, low glycemic trumps very low carb in a new study. So it turns out uh, their conclusion here is, let me see what their conclusion is. Among overweight and obese young adults, compared with pre-weight loss energy expenditure, Isocaloric feeding following 10 to 15% weight loss resulted in decreases in uh, REE, which is, I believe, the resting energy expenditure, and TEE, which is total energy expenditure. So what they're saying is that they were greatest. Those two numbers were greatest, which means that the amount of calories burned uh, with a low-fat, relatively low-glycemic diet versus one that had very low-carb diet, actually. So it seems like, once again, um, glycemic index is a factor if you want to facilitate weight loss. Now, again, of course, this being summertime, uh, I myself, among other people, I'm sure, are trying to lose weight. Uh, It's a struggle, definitely, the older you get. I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting. It seems like my impression is that both um, 
Dr. Andrew and Dr. Hauser uh, are, are fans of it. I think it's a good way to extend the fat burning period from overnight. Of course, Dr. Hauser last week's show had some really interesting anecdotes about, you know, to what degree you go into catabolism. It sounds like, according to him, I'll have to get him back on the show soon, that, um, you know, having too much of a catabolic state can be, um, you know, deleterious towards your goals. Sure, you might end up burning more fat, but the resultant loss of, um, I guess, you know, protein or amino acids um, or muscle, muscle, muscle gains, basically, or muscle loss may not really be uh, advantageous. So I got to really ask him to clarify that because I've always been kind of a quote unquote balls to the wall when it came to morning fasting. Uh, one thing I have started doing that we discussed last week briefly was adding um, two tablespoons of coconut oil to my coffee. Now, again, I think I said this on one of the previous shows. I think I've been wrong about coffee. It seems like there's more and more evidence showing that coffee actually is not as unhealthy as we previously thought. It does not really elevate cortisol as much as it elevates um, adrenaline or epinephrine or norepinephrine. So it seems like for getting a little bit of a, of a spike as far as energy and as far as um, you know helping thermogenesis, uh, caffeine or coffee may actually be pretty healthy because you don't get the resultant increase in cortisol that you would think with agents that are potentially catabolic. So it obviously helps you to wake up, helps to keep you, uh, helps keeps the intensity level high in your workouts. And um, there seems to be some studies out showing that two tablespoons of coconut oil because they contain medium chain triglycerides, facilitate your body um, burning fat. So it's actually delicious. It's pretty simple to do. You can buy, uh, you know, coconut oil and Trader Joe's. They probably even sell it in, in the major shopping centers now. It's become very mainstream, and and the coffee tastes great. So it's definitely something I would look into. Turning to other studies that I thought were interesting here, yet another um, piece of data accumulating towards how bad sugar is or glucose or the constant. Um, barrage of sugar. Now, again, you have to understand that, you know, back in the 1800s or the 19th century, people were consuming between, I think, like 15 and 20, 25 pounds of sugar a year. And that number now has gone up to somewhere between 150 to 200 pounds of sugar. I mean, don't quote me on the exact number, but the range, I'm sure I'm pretty accurate on. So you're looking at roughly a 10 time increase in the amount of sugar um, that we're consuming. And of course, our bodies have mechanisms designed to, to make use of those 15 pounds a year because it was very rare. So every once in a while, we came across, you know, maybe a beehive or something or some fruit and uh, we were okay and we were very active. But of course, now in today's modern environment, consuming over 150 pounds of sugar definitely is not good. But again, one more study here showing you, know, this is molecular systemic biology, um, June of this year. Cancer cell death linked to glucose deprivation. So anybody out there, again, uh, one more thing, that glucose deprivation activates a metabolic and signaling amplification loop leading to cell death or apoptosis uh, in cancer cells. So again, one more piece of evidence showing you that um, it's important to watch your sugar intake and also to consider taking uh, anti-glycating agents as well to make sure your body can metabolize it properly. For women, of course, some of them going through um, menopause or perimenopause, exercise may lower number of hot flashes. Turns out menopausal women who exercise may experience fewer hot flashes in the 24 hours following physical activity. Now, I've had some clients as a trainer, had several clients that were going through menopause, and it was pretty brutal. I mean, when women go through those hormonal fluctuations, uh, they are very, um, just in a lot of pain. It's very uncomfortable for them. 
So this shows that regular exercise um, is a good way to help them decrease the uh, amount of hot flashes. Turning on to um, economic news. Now, of course, I've always recommended everybody. I'm a big believer in getting a plan B, having some kind of a a business. Uh, Again, there's a lot of reasons why you want to have a home-based business. Number one, because you can write off more stuff. It's more tax deductions for you. And so it's advantageous for that reason alone. Number two, chances are you're probably getting a job because it pays your rent, but it may not be something you're passionate about. But I'm telling you definitely, if you can follow something that you're passionate about, uh, you'll do it even if you don't really get a lot of reward out of it. And so in a sense, you're kind of investing um, in, your, in your future because you know, that ability to sacrifice and to give into something that you don't mind giving into uh, can reap you huge rewards. And eventually, you, know, you may actually find yourself making some income and being able to shift to a part-time work as you, you know, get this thing going and maybe even go full-time with it. So I definitely encourage you to look at having some kind of a plan B, especially in today's um, you know, environment where there's so much economic uncertainty and jobs are shifting and there's really no, no sense of loyalty anymore the way there was back in the 60s and 70s and 80s. So there's so much changing, uh, you know, I guess, environments that you really need to look at having a, a, a fallback plan. But it turns out that the unemployed have a higher mortality risk, says new study, of course. Uh, employment policy is also health policy, according to a new study by the University of British Columbia, they found that workers experienced higher mortality rates if they didn't have access to social protections like employment insurance or unemployment benefits. Now, of course, that makes sense because being unemployed or out of work is depressing. And I'm sure that um, systemically, you know, people are going to start doing more negative things. When you're depressed and you're not feeling as good about yourself, you're not going to exercise as much, probably not going to eat right. You're going to take more uh, self-medicating trips like alcohol and maybe uh, prescription medications or illicit drug use and stuff too. So once again, science backs that up that, um, you know, if you can kind of keep yourself employed and busy, you're going to be healthier and happier. Now, of course, listeners of Quantum Physiques know that saturated fat is not the enemy that it's been um, purported by mainstream mainstream media. In fact, you need quite a bit of saturated fat to build, uh, you know, it gives structure to your cell membranes, which is what gives your, your cell shape. Um, of course, you want to have that balanced out with copious quantities of omega-3, which is what most people eating conventional foods don't have. But it turns out in this um, study, a diet based on American junk food, which is what a lot of Americans consume uh, in, in high amounts, can lead to more obesity-induced inflammation than a diet high in animal fat according to a new study by researchers at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. So again, that's something that I think all of us kind of know. You know, processed foods in general, uh, even if they're supposedly healthy, probably have a lot of other things that are of uh, questionable repute. So you're better off as much as possible going with natural food, even probably, I guess, in this situation here, uh, industrial meats like a steak, coming from a regular industrialized cow that's fed, you know, a combination of corn and gypsum and all kinds of stuff, it's still healthier than having a junk food diet. Um, Let me see here. These alterations uh, may be responsible, the alterations in blood blood factors may be responsible for obesity-induced inflammation and increased insulin resistance, which could be a major contributing factor to metabolic syndrome. And that, of course, can increase a person's risk for coronary artery disease, stroke, and type 2 diabetes. And, of course, it can just make you gain weight and uh, not look as good as you want to. Turning our news to exercise, it turns out 
A new study here shows that physical activity is needed in order to reap the benefits of dietary restrictions. Now, this was done on fruit flies, but believe it or not, there is a lot of uh, corollary between animal models and human, um, human, human, human life, I guess, in a sense. And that's why a lot of studies are done on things like rats, mice, um, you know, various mammals and also fruit flies. Turns out few fruit flies on a dietary restriction need to be physically active in order to get the lifespan extending benefits that come from their Spartan diet. If the same axiom holds true in humans, those practicing caloric restriction alone in hopes of living longer and losing weight the fastest will need to make sure they eat enough food to avoid fatigue. This was done at um, Buck Institute where flies on dietary restriction, they shifted their metabolism towards burning more fats, uh, specifically in muscle tissue. So dietary restriction is known to enhance spontaneous movement in a variety of species, including primates. However, this is the first examination of whether enhanced physical activity is necessary for its beneficial effects, said faculty member um, Pankaj Kafai. PhD who runs the lab where the research took place. This study establishes a link between dietary restriction mediated metabolic activity in muscle, increased movement, and the benefits derived from restricting nutrients. He added, adding the flies on dietary restrictions who could not move or had inhibited fat metabolism, fat metabolism in their muscle did not exhibit an extended lifespan. So our work argues that simply cutting back your calories without physical activity may not be nearly as beneficial in humans. And this study is going to be published in July in uh, the journal Cell Metabolism. So that was kind of interesting. So we will take a quick break and come back with the rest of our show. Once again, this is Quantum Physiques here on rxmuscle.com. I'm your host, Brian Cunningham. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Quantum Physiques, building strength and power for your mind, body, and spirit. Myotropics Physique Nutrition is the most exciting supplement company to come along in decades. That's because Myotropics isn't just another company. It's the brainchild of iconic metabolic expert, Dr. Scott Connolly, the inventor of the original body recomposition product that changed the industry and allowed millions of people to get in the best shape of their life. And CEO Vince Andrich, author of the groundbreaking Physique Athlete Guide. Myotropics flagship product, Physique 2.0, contains their exclusive Meta Effects Amino CD protein compound that maximizes maximizes whole body protein economy, your personal linchpin for gaining and retaining the most muscle while also shedding maximum body fat. Plus, Physique 2.0 contains the world's first legitimate fat-burning carbohydrate, Meta Effects FAO-CHO, for full hard muscle and increased fat burn. If you live to develop the ultimate physique, go with Myotropics, real people that live to develop physique nutrition. Go to Myotropics.com. It's your body. It's your art. Master it. Myotropics.com. If you train hard, you need to recover hard. Training elevates cortisol, but so does stress and tension. Stress is the number one health risk you face today. and not only causes you to put on abdominal fat, but it's also one of the contributing factors in the top six causes of death, which includes heart disease and cancer. But now you can relieve that stress, rebuild, recover, and feel great with fast-acting Gabatrol. Gabatrol works quickly to help you improve relaxation and recovery, reduce cortisol, elevating stress, and reduce binge eating. Plus, Gabatrol will also help you to get that deep, restful sleep. Warriors are built, not born. 
And now you can build a better body with fast-acting Gabatrol. Recommended by New York Times number one best-selling author, Dr. John Gray. Gabatrol is available now at rxstress.com. P28 High Protein Bread is the official bread of RX Muscle. Are you looking to incorporate more protein into your meals or just want to enjoy bread again? Then look no further. Try the 100% natural P28 High Protein Bread. P28 High Protein Bread is a formulated revolutionary breakthrough product. Packed with whey protein isolate, 14 grams of protein per slice, 12 grams of carbs, 8 essential amino acids, and made with 100% whole wheat. Fear bread no more. Build a better body with P28. Order today at HighProteinBread.com. P28 is also now available at Bodybuilding.com and many other retailers. Order now. HighProteinBread.com. P28 Bread. RX Muscle approved. Fusion Bodybuilding makes bodybuilding's strongest supplements, and they're committed to giving back to you. Fusion Bodybuilding not only want to promote the bodybuilding lifestyle, but they also want to help build the sport. Bodybuilding is all they do. It's their obsession. You know the feeling. That's why you're here. Visit Fusion Bodybuilding at FusionBodybuilding.com or join in on the conversation on the Fusion Bodybuilding fan page on Facebook, where you'll find IFBB Pro Q&As, contest giveaways, and nothing but in-depth bodybuilding talk. Fusion Bodybuilding, bodybuilding's strongest supplements. Head over to FusionBodybuilding.com today. So are you from Australia, paying far too much for supplements with the inflating weigh-in amino prices? Why not check out the all-new RX Muscle Australia for the latest Australian and worldwide content and coverage. While you're there, check out Bulk Nutrient Supplement Store, the official supplement store for RX Muscle Australia. You can visit Bulk Nutrients at BulkNutrients.com.au, your one-stop shop, and also check out the all-new rxmuscle.com.au rx muscle australia the truth in australian bodybuilding rxmuscle.com now you have a place to turn when you want the truth on bodybuilding diet and exercise up to the minute news and more visit the rxmuscle.com forums featuring celebrity q a's with ifbb professional athletes top amateurs and the brightest minds in the industry listen to our weekly radio shows including heavy muscle radio muscle girls inc after hours and more contest coverage videos even our own social networking site rx muscle place visit rxmuscle.com and welcome back to quantum physiques i'm your host brian cunningham where we strive to build strength and power for mind body and spirit just want to let everybody know i happened to go out to um my friend rick collins's uh, law office last week uh, to meet um one of his um associates mike dimaggio great guy he's an expert on dietary supplements gonna have him on the show talking about uh, fda regulations and uh you know structure function claims i think it's kind of interesting especially after talking to dr andro about how potentially toxic zinc is i thought that was interesting because i've always been wary of minerals because of their potential toxicity people cannot just keep popping minerals like there's no tomorrow unlike vitamin c and b complex which of course are water soluble meaning that they're relatively non-toxic minerals are potentially very toxic and so when a company comes out and publishes their own quote-unquote in-house study showing that zinc uh, can elevate testosterone levels. Um, again, for a population of men that are already take care of themselves and probably have adequate zinc, taking excess zinc can actually be uh, disadvantageous. 
Um, and I think even Dr. Andrew on his site, again, has something about uh, and rodent models, just taking a little bit extra zinc, two times the RDA. We're looking at 15 milligrams a day in human studies. So that's roughly 30 milligrams a day um, in a rat model. That equivalent led them to developing metabolic syndrome, which again is something you don't want to have if you want to keep lean and muscular and still slow down the aging process and the process of getting diseases. So again, something to be careful about um, for guys that want to, or even everybody with immune system issues, because zinc, of course, has been shown to help boost the immune system. You know, short term might be okay. But you don't want to be taking zinc long term, so I definitely want to get um, you know some legal understanding of how these companies can go about doing this, and are, are there any uh, agencies out there to protect us? So that's why I want to get Mike DiMaggio here on Quantum Physiques coming up soon to uh, talk about that. But again, as I was saying earlier, I saw the movie Prometheus, which I definitely recommend everybody see. Um, pretty interesting movie. Um, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the forefathers of sci-fi. And again, for people that are into quantum physiques, uh, of course, you know who people like Stephen Hawking and Albert Einstein and, um, you know, Heisenberg, of course, are because Michio Kaku, of course, there are current uh, Albert Einstein of the modern age, who we are trying to get on the show as we speak still. Jeff's been hammering him every day, spamming his inbox, trying to get him on the show. Um, it's kind of funny because uh, just listening to Michio Kaku talk about one of the pioneers of sci-fi, George Lucas, um, Michio Kaku himself was interviewed and said that Star Wars was a paradigm shift for society. Now, again, it's kind of funny because, you know, people go to see these movies and they get entertained, um, but they don't understand that, you know, the very culture upon which their life is based, uh, the technology even actually comes, a lot of it comes from sci-fi. A lot of it comes, believe it or not, from people like George Lucas, who, of course, was the the pioneer, the inventor of Star the Star Wars, um, you know, trilogy, I guess, who himself was influenced by an even more prolific writer, who um, Isaac Asimov, who was pretty incredible as well. He did Bicentennial Man. Um, he was fascinated with the idea. Again, we've I've talked about it. I refer to this on a very common um, dialogue here with you guys on a regular basis about the robotic nature, right, of of humanity. That we're really just robots. That somehow we are Avatar. Without a doubt, I'm convinced life literally is a game and you've slipped into this little skinny bag or if you're you know, working out a lot, a muscular bag of blood and bones for about 70 nanoseconds. We call those years, but it's relatively 70 nanoseconds, of course. And, um, you know, you got 70 nanoseconds to figure it all out. Kind of like you're, you're waking up and you are Spartacus in the arena. And you know what? You can say, hey, you know, I don't want to play this game. That's fine. You can check out anytime you want to, actually. You know, a lot of people do. Um, and of course, if you don't run or commit suicide, which we all kind of do also, there definitely is apoptosis, the suicide gene inside our DNA of our cells, also runs rampant through your psyche as well. Because a lot of what we do is apoptotic, it is suicidal in a sense. This is the irony and the paradoxes on each layer of all this stuff is pretty amazing. And Isaac Asimov was somebody who was fascinated by this, of course. Um, and elements of this, of course, influenced George Lucas, which, of course, influenced, I believe, I'm not sure, it's Steve Soderbergh or Ridley Scott, one of these guys, current guys now that are doing Prometheus, which has all these elements in there of immortality, of questioning, you know, who our creator is, you know, who our God is in essence, you know, uh, you know, there's a robot, again, an android in Prometheus, probably the best acted 
Android I've ever seen. And the elements of, you know, hating your creator of, you know, Oedipus complex, again, how children both lust after and want their parents. And yet at the same time are repulsed by and want to kill. I mean, Shakespeare covered the whole thing with Oedipus complex, you know, speaking of Shakespeare, you need to go see the movie Anonymous. If you're in any way a writer or appreciate the arts, which of course, if you're a scientist who understands the poetry of science and the integration of that with the arts, you cannot but appreciate the artistry and the magic of William Shakespeare. And the movie Anonymous is brilliant for capturing that. But again, back to you know George Lucas and Prometheus. Now, George Lucas was also influenced by somebody called Joseph Campbell, who was a comparative mythologist. Again, some of his stuff dramatically influenced the culture. The things you take for granted, even the simple things like, like the Jersey Shore culture and stuff too, all this stuff has been is percolates from the zeitgeist from this you know overarching cultural themes that only people that are really into actually seek out but they filter down and percolate through society and they influence people like you know britney spears and madonna and michael jackson and you and me uh what actually and so you know people like george lucas were influenced by these pioneers now joseph campbell of course was a writer who spent many years looking at the philosophies of the east and the west and he was, you know, born a Christian, raised most of his life a Christian. But after studying the Western, the Eastern philosophies, Buddhism, Taoism, Confucianism, actually, you know, converted to, I believe, Buddhism because he found that it was um, for a more mature mind. These philosophies were more, I guess, um, they resonated with him on a deeper level, actually. And so I thought it was very interesting. But again, back to Prometheus, uh, the question of immortality came up. And I just thought that was very interesting how, you know, there's this old guy who's just like wrinkly and a raisin and he's like trying to meet his creators because these gods, in essence, he hoped would have a secret that would um, be able to save us, like or save him in particular. He only had self-interest at heart, obviously. Um, but irony of ironies, actually, I don't even want to give the movie away because at least one JTP um, fan of Quantum Physiques is going to be watching it. And I don't want to kind of ruin the, uh, the movie for everybody else out there. But it is kind of funny, though, because, um, you know, the question of, uh, you know, of God and what that concept is, is interesting. There was just Morgan Freeman through the wormhole discussing the concept of nothing. And what is nothingness and how can, you know, I saw the life of Brian, which is actually a, a pun on the life of Christ, of course, um, had a quote in there that, what, we came from nothing, we go back to nothing. What do we lose? Nothing. Exactly. But yet that nothing is everything. If you read the words of Lao Tzu, of course, and we've had it on the show many times, you know, that nothing is everything. Because this whole show that Morgan Freeman was dedicated to the concept of nothing Again, it's just a different linguistic choice of, of words to describe that which the mind cannot really understand. Yes, that's right, Jeff. The Bible says, from dust you came, to dust ye shall return. Exactly. Um, but I think even, you know, dust is something, but I think even nothing is even better. I think Brian, in life of Brian, had it right by saying nothing. But it's just kind of funny because, you know, I think that when somebody does, at least in my illusion of this, this game, meditate and experience that which goes beyond words, beyond the, you know, cockroach dimension of us little intellectual cockroaches down here who use such such feeble words to describe these concepts. I mean, really, you know, we use the word 
uh, infinity, and yet none of us even know what that word means. Because again, if you look at the science of infinity, it implies de facto that somewhere out there, there is someone else just like you listening to a show called Quantum Physiques. You know, that's what infinity implies. And there actually could be many copies of you, actually. Forget about the multiverse, different, the different universes, and different dimensions. This universe itself can be so big, it could actually have the same computations of matter organizing and coalescing into a creature called Jeff the Producer, Dave Palumbo, you know, into creatures of brawn and muscle, you know, like PJ Braun and Aaron and, and myself. It's just kind of funny how, uh, you know, that's what infinity implies. And yet most of us use these words, you know, just so, so casually without even understanding that there actually really isn't. Yeah, that's all we need is two more rxmuscle.com somewhere out there. <laughs> I'm sure Jeff and one of those actually uh, JTP ends up being the uh, the lead role in that one, and he's like uh, taking over Dave's job. Dave goes on to bigger and better things. He's on the night show with um, David Letterman, and he gives Jeff the reins, and Jeff takes over. <laughs> but anyway, back to this dimension. It's just interesting, I guess, um, and it does make you think. And um, the idea of nothing, I guess, the idea of God too, I thought was really interesting. Um, the idea of the robot. Of the android again, just you know, loathing humanity. I mean, he just in this movie, you'll see you cannot get more Shakespearean uh, Oedipal complex um, from a robot that um, was designed to serve us, of course. Uh, and the same way that I think a lot of us don't even realize we actually despise God, it's just ridiculous. This whole idea of loving God, it's such bullshit, you know, the light of the earth and stuff. Yeah. You know, if, if you want to take it literally, go out to the light, really go out to the sun and spend six hours in the sun until your skin peels off. And you know what? Everyone's going to run chicken shit because they don't want to, because what, what that really is, of course, is that sunburn is one step closer to dying, right? It's one step closer to actually to meeting your God, meeting your maker, the light of the earth. Yet everybody runs like with terror, because the hypocrisy of humanity is that while we want to, you know, reach out and give up the drop and become the ocean, the truth is that we are so programmed and so stuck in uh, this fear-based, re- I mean, reality, literally, literally fear-based reality. It's amazing. When you stretch a muscle and you feel that tightness, you're not feeling tendons and ligaments and muscle. You're actually feeling fear, that's fear. If you want to put a word on it, that's fear, actually. It's what keeps you together. You have this expansive force of the universe, of course, that is the light. Um, that's the Big Bang, the creator, the creation. And, of course, the opposite, the dark force, which is what really creates us, is gravity. And we are creatures of darkness, of course, as we talked about before. Um, and it's just kind of funny because in these shows, Michio Kaka was talking about dark matter again. Turns out dark matter you know, hasn't even really been discovered. Back when George Lucas wrote, I guess, Star Wars and was talking about using the force, you know, this force that was unseen, um, you know, it was an allu- a referral to this idea of dark matter. But yet, um, science didn't even know that. It's pretty amazing, actually. And yet, at the same time, um, dark matter, turns out, is 96% of our universe. So the universe is dominated by this dark matter, uh, which, again, is what we are. We are creatures of darkness, but the force in Star Wars in particular, I thought was really fascinating because it was godlike power. It was controlled by will and powered by thought. Uh, and of course, as we've talked about here, again, the, the synchronicity of all these things flowing back into one stream of thought is so amazing to me that 
you can deny it all you want, but it all points in one direction because once you get the language that I use throughout these shows, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the force, the force, use the force, Luke. And again, this force is controlled by will, willpower. What's the number one way to practice willpower? We all know it. Yes, it's that word meditation. And power by thought. You know, believe it or not, in the science of George Lucas, there are scientists now looking to actually use thought-powered technology. As Michio Kaku says, in a few years, you'll be able to literally control technology with just your thoughts. So again, this is amazing how much science fiction has, you know, um, percolated into mainstream science itself, actually, and given people ideas and helped us to develop technologies. And yet the synchronicity between all this and the idea of willpower and, and of practicing willpower, because again, as a robot, you have no willpower. You're on the program. You think you're in control, but you know, if you have any problems, if you've ever had a hard time reaching your goals, uh, you know, you're not in control. That's the bottom line. And so this all points back to that one thing. Do you have the balls? Do you have the courage to step up and to start connecting with your multidimensional self, your higher self, whatever you want to call it, the real self that is beyond this little game, this Spartan game of thrones here that we're all kind of thrust into? Um, Do you have the strength to connect with that to really unleash the power of giants in this world? And that's what I think is where I'm going because I want to have as much fun as I can and I want to be able to attain that but enjoy the process along the way, of course. And I think that when you make that paradigm shift, that's when you really can realize I can let go, I can chill out, I can have more fun and I can really go along for the ride and yet I can also steer this roller coaster. I'm not on two tracks anymore, which is what the program is, right? This roller coaster, I got a steering wheel now and I can turn it and I can control it and I can have a lot more fun. And so, of course, again, all these things always point back to the inevitability of, you know, do you have the courage to sit down and, uh, you know, to die before you die, as Eckhart Tolle says, and to wake up and realize that death does not exist. You know, that's, that's the main thing here. I thought was really fascinating about it. Um, Also, the simplicity of some people's minds. Again, this super rich guy in Prometheus, you know, wanted to achieve immortality. You know, the utter stupidity of that idea. Because once you have Satori, once you understand that what's waiting for you is better than this, why on earth? I mean, again, I'm wired the way everybody else is. Trust me, I am trying to slow down the aging process. I take care of myself. Yes, I'm still gripped in fear. But at least in the back of my mind, I have some measure of comfort and security in knowing that, you know, beneath the layers of fear that all of us have, and most of you aren't even in touch with how much fear you have. It's, it's rooted in your bowel. It's like a virus. It's in the very core of your being. And you can't even begin as how much fear permeates your being. But, you know, if you do go out and practice meditation, I think one day you will realize that the amazing thing is in the back of your mind or in the back of your heart, perhaps even better, you'll realize I have nothing to worry about that I know for sure. You know, this is beyond faith, I guess, because you know, even the Bible says, practice meditation and you will know that I am God. Or it says practice stillness, of course, but my point is that if you do this, you'll know that there's something better waiting for you. And so you can kind of relax a little bit as the uh, searing pain of existence you know, just sears your flesh, whether it be through glycation or through fire or through someone's fist or through bullets or knives or, or through words. Either way, trust me, your flesh is going to be seared and it's going to be painful. 
But again, the longest is going to last is about 70 nanoseconds. So it's not too long. Um, there's more I'd like to get into about this actually, but we're just about out of time. So I wanted to thank you for bearing with my little, um, you know, tangential diatribe here. Once again, if you guys would show us some support for Jeff and I, we work hard on making this show interesting for you guys and like our Facebook page, uh, the Quantum Physics page. That'd be great. And next week, actually, great news. We got John Gray, the international best-selling author of, in history for relationships, going to come on and give us some groundbreaking stuff on relationships, true mind-bender stuff about just stuff about relationships you can't even imagine. Um, I'm going to ask him some crazy questions that Jeff Magic was telling me I should ask him. So this is going to even shock John Gray, I'm sure, when I really expose this. You don't want to miss this coming up in about two weeks on Quantum Physique. So uh, once again, thanks for tuning in. This is Brian Cunningham, your host here on RxMuscle.com. Stay tuned next week for another fascinating show here on Quantum Physique. Quantum Physique with Brian Cunningham is dedicated to harnessing the power of the holy grail of health, fitness, lifestyle, and success. And you'll hear Quantum Physique every Wednesday evening only on RxMuscle.